0: Glory to God. I won't keep you but a couple hours this morning. I want to go ahead and get started. No, I'm kidding. I won't keep you long. Uh, if you know somebody that wasn't here today, that's not here today, check on them. Let them know where you are. I know a lot of people are traveling doing this. It's last. Hoorah! Uh, before school gets back in and routine. So, um, but today, I want to conclude my three-part series on money on money, everybody likes money I've, I've told you, I'm going to give you a little review of the last couple of weeks As you well know, I, I don't teach on money I don't preach on money very, very often I think one time in 12 years before, to, before this series and, But this is what I do know about money Everybody wants it And everybody needs it And everybody talks about it But if you talk about it in church It becomes the sin of all sins I mean, does he wanting our money? No. no, God doesn't even want your money. See, we talk about money. It's really the principle of money. It's not about your money. It's about your heart. Amen. It's about a heart condition. You know, the old, it's kind of a cliche, but if, my, if God can get money through you, he can get it to you. Right. Meaning, if you can get you to turn loose of it and trust him with it, because, you know, I mean, we know God's not that good of a money manager. Well, you know, we know you're better right if you just let god take care of your money if you'll pray and let god help you and manage guess what you it's a lot better it's just a lot better. Just slow down, and, and it's just a lot better. As w- I watched a Western one time, and there was this guy. You know I love Westerns, right? And I was watching this Tom Selleck movie. You know, he's good. And anyway, he had this young guy, and he was going to shoe a horse. And he, he grabs up the horse, and, boy, he's getting it. You know, and if anybody ever been uh, 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 shoed a horse or been a fair of a horse, you know, just tripping their, their feet, you, you know, that ain't really the way to do it. You just take your time. But this young boy, he was getting at it. And the old man said, step aside, son. Let me show how this is supposed to be done. So he gets in and gets the horse's foot under. And he says, a couple of strokes this way and a couple of strokes this way. Just slow down. He said, if you slow down, you'll have a lot more harmonious outcome. So I want to suggest to you that if you give God your money, you'll have a lot more harmonious outcome. Amen. He'll bless you. He'll bless your marriage. You won't fight with your wife over money. That's a lie. You're going to fight with your wife and your spouse over money. It's just the way it happens. Amen. So, but, uh, but let God have your money. So, it's really not about money, but it's all about money because how many of you know it takes money to pay the bills? How many of you know when you pull up the gas station, it takes money put gas in your car and your vehicle? Amen? How many of you have been to the grocery store this week or last week? It's a little more expensive. It takes money. Did any, in any of those three places did anybody ever ask you when you walked in, say, Now you go to church, how many souls do you get saved? They didn't ask you that question. They said it'll be whatever the mount was. It's, it's this thing. God, hey, guess what? God understands that this world was going to become a monetary system. After Adam and Eve, he had it all planned out where it wouldn't be. But after that, he knew. He knew it was going to turn into a monetary system that you're going to need money. So, um, and I know right now with the way money is, it's, uh, the inflation's up. Um, get everything, gas prices, all of, our, all of our goods and services, are are up. And so why not talk about money to the church? Because here's what happens most of the time, most of the time, when people get a money crunch, the first thing that they quit giving to is God. Yeah, right. You know why? Because we're not going to call you and say, you know, you didn't pay. I noticed you didn't give in the offering. You know, we were down, and I don't remember the last few weeks you giving. You know, I was checking the records in there, and I didn't see a check with your name on it. We're not going to do that. So you feel like, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay the squeaky wheel. But I'm going to tell you, if you give to God what's God's and, keep, and be consistent in that, I'm not talking about for two weeks. I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, I did what you said for two weeks and nothing happened. <laughs> okay. Well, you can go on a diet for two weeks and probably nothing happens. But if you want to lose weight, you'll quit. You'll quit doing what you keep on. You'll be consistent with it, right? Amen. So uh, money principles are, are consistency. I don't know a whole lot about money, but I know enough to get by. I know enough things that I can teach you some stuff. Now, if you want to be a financial guru, you need to go somebody way above me. But I can help you have a decently successful life and have a little bit of money to be okay with. Okay, by following biblical principles, I didn't come up with them. I just got them out of the Bible. I just follow what they say. Amen. So, <clears throat> last week we learned that it's God who gives you the power to earn wealth. Y'all remember that? Right. But you know, God gives you the power to earn wealth. You're not as smart as you think you are. You're not as talented as you think you are. It's God who gives you the power to earn wealth. You say, well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, do you believe the Bible? Okay, well, let's see what the Bible says. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is in uh, in this day. Wow. So it's, you can, God can set you up, you have intelligence and talents, but it's God that gave you those so you can earn wealth. Why does he want you to have wealth? Why does he want you to have some money? I don't know about you but I like air conditioning. Amen. I like to ride instead of walk. Come on. Amen. I like to eat instead of pillage in the garbage cans. Okay. Guess what? Without wealth, guess what? You wouldn't be sitting in this place today. Do you know it took people giving to pay a note and with that money we built a building. The air conditioning's running. Anybody, anybody uh, too hot? Don't ask. No, no women. Yeah, Ethan, I know not you. But, <laughs> but there's air conditioning in here. We can cut it off, and I guarantee you it's going to be tough. If it starts raining, if we don't have a roof on, nobody comes to church. Money is necessary, believe it or not, whether we like it or not, and it's necessary in the church, and it's necessary in your lives. So I want to talk to you a little bit about it. We also learned three things last week you can do with money. You can spend it, you can save it, and you can give it. And all your money falls under those basically those three categories. You can spend it, you can save it, you can give it. Okay? So, so how do we increase our finances in, in what God's given us? How, and, and why would we want to do that? Why does God give you, and why do you think God gives you more money? So you can have a bigger savings account? I think that may be some of it. So you can bless others. So you can build the kingdom. This thing's about the kingdom. See, if, if you think it's all about me and everything I can get, then you got the wrong mindset. You got to watch this. Hunter, you got that picture? That I can that that picture up there? Give you just okay. So so how many of you know most things about money revolve around you? Us, me, how much I can get. So, how do we increase in our finances? It's a really simple thing. I'm not very smart, but I got common sense. Watch this. How do you increase in your finances? You manage what you have, and it will increase. You manage what you have, and it will increase. You know that's a biblical principle? You take care of what you have. The the amount is not what's important. It's what you have. So, you take care of what you have, and it will increase we got Scripture to go with that. Just tell me when you're ready. So let's go to Matthew 25. You ready? So don't put it up there yet. So if, if you think wealth is all about you and it's all you can get and you keep it for yourself, you have a monopoly mentality. Show me the picture. How many ever played this game? Every Christmas, we would get together and we would play Monopoly for hours. How many of you sit and played Monopoly for hours? How many of you ever gathered up your money as you had to go take a leak pee? I ain't want nobody to get come on. Right? And your deeds, too. Remember those little cards? You got deeds. You got stuff in Monopoly. What was that about? It was about gaining the whole board. Wealth for you so that people would bow to you. People had to pay you. See, when God can't get money through you, you got a Monopoly mentality. You want to keep it for yourself. You want to be in control of it. You wanted to, remember, you wanted to get those railroads and those little purple ones like Mediterranean Place and I, I can't. Park Place is what it was, yeah. And, and Man, you wanted those special ones. You wanted those utility companies, man. You, and then you would strive to get hotels. Some of you never got past buying those things, and you never got into hotels because you didn't want to turn loose money. Some of you had just let me, get, let me buy a couple of things. Some of you had meant to let me buy, put it, buy it and get a couple of houses put on it. And somebody said, let me get some hotels put on this bad boy. So when you land on me, you're going to owe me some money. Come on. You know, that game is it's just a game, but that's kind of the mentality. We get stuck right here and say, well, Lord, it's just all about me. I just want to get around the board. You remember there was a couple of things, a uh, little cards that you set on the table. One of them was called Chance and Community Chest. I think the people of the church... Believe that the church and God's kingdom can be built on community, chest, and chance. I'm just going to take a chance. Somebody else is going to, pay to help pay this week, and we'll have electricity come next week. But if they ain't, I'll be sure and talk to the pastor. Let me give you a couple of things here. Uh, can I borrow your glasses? Because I left mine there or anybody's glasses. They'll all work. You ought to clean these, though. I'm just saying, picking on you. Chance cards. Let me give you just a few things about what was in the chance pile. Some of you may remember this. Advance to boardwalk. Hallelujah. If you owned boardwalk, you were okay. But if you didn't, mm. Advance to go can collect $200. Praise God. Man, the church can live off of that. Man, we can do stuff off of that. If we can just get to pass and go. You ever been played that game, that, that Monopoly game, and you were so broke, you just hoping that your dice rolled enough where you'd get around to collect the $200? Some of you still live that way today. Living paycheck to paycheck. Manage what you got. I'm not beating you up, I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying there's principles in God's word that says we can do better. Glory to God. Watch this one, number 3. Advance to Illinois Avenue. And if you pass gold, collect $200. Let me read a couple more. Here's one we all would like to have. Are there any bankers in the house today? No bankers. I talk bad about all y'all now. Here's one. It says, "Bank pays you dividends of $50." Woohoo! So far, we've we've went around and go a couple of times. We got $400, plus we got a $50 dividend. Praise God, the church is rolling in the dough. No, you didn't even play the game like this. You wanted stuff. You wanted places on the board, right? Why? So you could win at what? The game, the money game. This is referred to as the money game. You ever played the game thinking, man, man, I hope my life turns out like this. You got all these hotels and all these houses. Man, if this boy, this would be awesome if I could just own hotels and houses and right? Sure you have. If you're honest. Here's one. Get out of jail free. I don't really want to give to the church. I just want to get out of jail free. I don't want to go to hell. Y'all thought it was going to all be about money and stuff. Y'all didn't know I was going to bring the spiritual part in, did you? Sure you did if you've been here longer than a couple of months. Here's one. Go to jail. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go and Do not collect $200. Let me read you something out of the community chest. That was out of chance. How many of you just out of just take your, your finances and just, I'm just going to chance it this week? Well, that's the dumbest thing you could ever do. I'm just going to chance that we're going to have enough money until the end of the week. I'll just chance it. The Bible says that people who don't count the cost, they're they're a fool. The Bible says you should count the cost. If you can't afford it, don't do it. You got to learn to manage what you got before you can be trusted with true riches. Well, Jesus. Here's one in the community chest. Doctor's fee pay fifty dollars. I wish to God there was a bill that a doctor just cost fifty dollars. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Get out of jail free card. Go to jail. Oh, let's send me, Holiday fund matures. Receive a hundred dollars. You got an income tax refund of twenty dollars. It's your birthday. Collect ten dollars from every player. I always love that. Collect 10 bucks. Man, I got extra 40 bucks. What can you do with 40 bucks now? Fill up your lawnmower <laughs> if it's not completely out. Here's also a couple of more and I'll move on. Your life insurance matures, collect $100. The only problem with that, when your life insurance matures, most of the time you're dead. I mean, think about it. Pay hospital fees of $100. Pay school fees of $50. You are assessed for street repair, $40 per house and $115 per hotel. That's why I don't want anything, Pastor. They're just going to take it from me. I don't want, I don't want to accumulate. They're just going to take stuff from me. That's why I don't do anymore. I'm just going to go by chance. What about helping build the kingdom of God? Nobody in this church has been required to pay tithes except me. Did you know your pastor's required to pay tithes? As an assembly God pastor, I am required to pay tithes. If I don't pay my tithes, I don't get my license. If I don't get my license, they're down here saying, you don't have a pastor, at least not that one. Amen. ought to be that way. It, it shouldn't be a requirement of the church. It ought to be, I want to give. I want to give because God's done great things for you. I like this one. Of course, it was always wrong for me, but I did like it. You have won second prize in the beauty contest. Collect $10. I always thought I ought to win the thing. Didn't get a lot of amens there. Thank you for your use of your dirty glasses. We're going to take up a collection for Jason in a little bit. We're going to buy him some glass cleaner. Clean his glasses. Amen. No. Matthew 25, verse 14. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. What's the kingdom of heaven like? It's like what you're fixing to read. This is a parable. This is what it's like, okay? <clears throat> it says, For a man traveling for a country who called his own servants and delivered him his goods to them, and to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, according each to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. So each person had the ability to manage what God gave them to begin with. Come on. He, he gives you to your own ability to begin with. Now, what you do with it from that part, from that point, is up to you. You can increase when you're starting with a little. Amen? But God's going to give you something, a certain amount, according to what you can already handle. You don't have to worry. Oh, what am, you can handle it. God gave it to you. That's what he says. I'm going to read fast so I can finish up. I've got nine minutes. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and he made another five talents. Sounds like monopoly to me. He was buying and selling and trading and swapping, right? Why? What did he do? He made more. He increased, all right? In verse 17, And likewise, he who had received two Gained two more also. What did he do? He traded, he sold, and he bought, and he managed, and he got two more. So he went from, you know, he he gained more. So do you see the idea of increase? How do you increase? You manage what you've got. Okay? Verse 18. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Wasn't even his money. He knew it wasn't his money. He went and hid it. after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Okay? So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents. Can you say doubled? Say he doubled. He increased. Okay? Saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. Verse 22, he also had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, watch this. And I missed, I guess I missed the verse in 21, didn't I? So let me, can I back up and say verse 21? So after the first five, because it makes a point. His Lord said to him in verse 21, after the guy with the five talents brought five more, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. How many things? Mm -hmm. A small amount. I will make you ruler over some things. Many Many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Do you know that that's the only time in the Bible where the the Bible really speaks of entering into the joy of the Lord right there? We quote it in a lot of other places, but it really ain't there. Oh, enter in, thou good and faithful servant. It's only said right here. You go look it up today. It's the only place in the Bible that it talks about. So you can, there's two dual meaning. Anytime you read the Bible, you can find at least two meanings. Sometimes more, but at least two. He's talking about things that you do. You can enter and inherit the kingdom of God, spiritually speaking. But here he's talking about talents. He's talking about money as well. Enter in, man. You've done good. Can money get you to heaven? Absolutely not. You've got to be blood bought, born again, child of God. You've got to be believed and confessed. Come on. But he said, when, when you're there, you're going to want to do these things. You're going to want to increase. If your heart's right, you're going to want to increase so you can help build the kingdom. Amen. How many of you in this room has, have, have ever given to the building fund? You've never given to the building fund. You should give to the building fund. Do you enjoy the air conditioner? you enjoy the soft seats you sit on? you enjoy it being clean? you like the toilet paper when you go to the restroom? Well, if you don't enjoy that, go in there without it. Don't use it. You didn't pay for it. You'll get used to saying, man, I think I ought to give five bucks <laughs> or bring your own paper. That's a great idea. Come on. It's funny, isn't it? But if you don't give, how do you think they get here? You think all the money goes to the pastor, don't you? Well, there's toilet paper in there, and there's soap out there. Mats are clean. This is clean. There's carpet. We refurbished this place. Come on, this is good stuff. You manage what you got. You'll have more to give. It's not a money issue. It's a heart issue. If you have a problem giving to the Lord, His part. He gave it to you. He gave you the power to earn it. What makes you think it's yours? It's the Lord's to begin with. Remember, there's a story in the Bible about one guy. He says, boy, you have done well. He poked out his chest. I believe he just poked out He says, Now, self, you have done so good this year. You have harvested so much grain that your barns are bursting. And and your wine vats are overflowing. Self, why don't you go build some bigger barns? Because you did so good. It's all about you. And why don't you big build bigger wine vats so we can put more of your wine in? Because you, oh man, you hit it this year. You're gonna be man. It's on. You got it. The Bible says that the Lord tells him, "You fool! Tonight your soul will be required of you. You have no about no power to earn unless God gives it to you." Mm-hmm. Let me hurry. Verse 23, his Lord, this is after the two talents, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter to the joy of the Lord. There it is again. Verse 24, then he who had received one talent, praise the Lord. It started out as important and as valuable as the one who had two talents and five talents. Remember that. The Lord gave it to his own ability. That's all he could handle at the time. But the Lord never did say, that's all you're ever going to have. Watch. Then the one who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Verse 26, but his Lord answered to him and said, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown, I gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have, it, uh, you ought to have pot deposited my money with the bankers. If you were wondering if this passage of Scripture talks about money, there it is. You don't put spiritual things in a bank. Come on. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Who gives you interest? The bank. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. Well, that ain't fair. Well, that just is not fair, is it? Well, sure it is. You didn't do anything with it. It's a biblical principle. But what does the world want us to do? Take from the ones who has and give to all those that don't want to have. That's not the biblical principle. Now, we're to bless others. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians, I think it's 15. It says that if a man steals, don't let him steal anymore. Let him go and get a job, earn a wage that he may receive the wage that he may give to those in need. You know how to help the poor? Where would you learn that? Amen. Poor people can't help poor people. I'm not down on poor people. Not at all. I want you to understand that the, the Bible says that you have poor people with always, what the Bible says. You're always going to have somebody in need. I've been in need in my life as much as I've had not a need, if that makes sense. I've had a need. We have all have needs from time to time. It's not about really being poor, but it, it, it's, it's about let us increase what God has given us so that we can build the kingdom. I think one of the greatest tools that the enemy has used in suppressing the church and the forwarding of the church is getting so many people on, on disability when they don't belong on disability. There's legitimacy in disability, and I'm with that. All, hey, man, I'll pay taxes all day long for that. But see, when they just scrape by, he's got them where I'm dependent now on what the, this person is going to give me, and no more. There's none left to give to the kingdom. Woo! Thought you'd received it a little better. Verse thirty and says, um, "And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." Proverbs ten four. I'm going to hurry. It's twelve o'clock. Can you give me? Can you give me? Two or three more minutes? Can you give me two or three more minutes? That's 10. Give me two. Proverbs 10, 4 says, he who, has slack, he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. You can't become poor if you're already poor. The slack hand becomes poor. Notice you've got to have something, but if you don't do something with you, you become poor. Well, glory to God. If I'm already poor, I'm just poor. I can't become poor if I'm already poor. I'm just poor. But if I've got something and I get lazy about it and I don't, do, I don't manage correctly, guess what? I become poor. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. What does that mean? He's constantly, oh, well, you know, you can get to a level where you have plenty. You can get to a level where you can have plenty. I remember one time someone told me, this. he's this guy, He'd like, yeah, I don't know, he'd like $20 million. He said, you know, we're almost to a place where me and my wife can do what we want to do. Thinking, what kind of lifestyle do you have? Because, man, I make it just fine on that. You know, cut that like in way, way, way down. You know, like a, a, a tenth of a twentieth part of that. Come on. Diligence in what you got. You can get to a point where you have plenty. And what's left over, you ought to be able to give. That's right. You're not taking one red cent with you when you leave. There's a lot of people that I know that have lots of money. And they raise their kids on a, can we just say, a little higher income bracket than, than some. And they're going to leave all their money to that. And they, can't, they couldn't, as my dad said, they, they couldn't fight their, wet, their, uh, their self out of a wet paper bag. More or less manage money. But they're going to leave it all there. Why? Why would they do that? What about kingdom-minded? I remember a long time. Y'all remember some of you older ones, Ralph? Uh, uh, maybe. Maybe maybe even Mr. Bobby. You're young. Where someone would die, and they would leave money to the church. Pastor's fixing to ask me to put him in his will. No, I'm not. The Lord... You move moves on you and tells you to leave this church. It's not mine anyway. You know we're LLC. I don't get it. (laughs) Maybe that make you feel better about that. I don't get it. You own this thing. Do you know that? You understand? It's LLC. You you own this. I just happen to be your lead pastor to help you run it, but individually you own it. Amen. When are we going to get busy about building the kingdom? It's said that if everybody in the church paid tithes, the the church would never have to have one fundraiser. I don't know if I believe that. Do you think God's system was wrong then when he set it up? If you you think that's not true, then God set up the system of tithing. I didn't. Denomination didn't. God did. I'm going to put some of you at ease. We're not taking up an offering in a minute. We had not taken up one in the last two weeks, have we? Well, I did ask you for a couple hundred, 250 bucks, but I'm not taking up an offering. I want you to know where my heart is. I want you to prosper as your soul prospers, according to the third book of John chapter one. I want you to prosper. I want you to be financially OK. I want you to, when that person comes to you, I want you to be able to say, "You know what? I'll just bless you myself. I ain't got to take this before the church and be sane I'll just bless you myself." glory. If I could sing, I'd just break out in songs. I'm going to read two more scriptures and I'm done. Proverbs 6, 6 says, Go to the ant, you old sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler. In other words, you don't have to have a financial planner to start out with. You get enough money, you might need one. But start out with, you just watch the ant. Watch this. It says, Verse 7, which having no captain, no overseer, ruler, provides for her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep and a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty, come on, come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. I just want you to know that you can never stop being busy about kingdom business. And you can never stop managing your finances. You can't make enough money to overtake your spending habits. It's a natural law that the more you make, the more you spend. How many of you knew when you were growing up, I just wanted a car, I didn't even care if it had an air conditioner. I just wanted, I don't even care if I had good tires, just just tires that would somewhat hold air. Amen? My level of expectations was just like right down here. I don't have to ride with my brother and sister no more. Glory to God. I'll change a flat on the side of the road, whatever. But as you grow a little bit more, you know, and get a little fatter, I mean, a little older, I like air conditioning. I like the windows to roll up from this side. Y'all, y'all catching Madre? I love Bobby said one day, he said, his idea, I asked him about camping one time. He said, My idea of roughing it is running out of towels at the Hilton Honor, a uh, Hilton hotel. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm kind of getting that away, okay? Yes. But you're, and the more you make, the more you, you like to expand a little bit. How many? Uh, amen? amen? I like air-conditioned seats. When I'm hot, I like to sit down in that seat. Woo! Feels good. Do I have to have them? Nope. But see, as the more you make, the more your expectation rises. And if you're not careful and you don't manage every day, every week, guess what? The Bible says it'll be like a little folding of the hands, a little slumber. You'll just kick back, and you you won't be that worried about it. I'll be okay. And all of a sudden, it says it'll it'll come upon you like a prowler, your poverty. It'll sneak up on you. And all of a sudden, it stole everything you got. Amen? Amen. Am I okay? Have you enjoyed this series? I'm fit to quit because, I mean, I get all worked up. You get all worked up on this money thing. You get nervous on me, get squirming in your seats, and, God is a God of money. I'm not a prosperity preacher. I will never ask you for $1,000. I'll never tell you if you give $1,000, you'll get $10,000. you will never hear that come out of my mouth because that is not true. That is a heresy. That's false teaching. That's, that's from the devil. That's demonic. But there are principles in this Bible that says if you give, God will make sure, and you manage, God will make sure you're okay. That's the biblical principle. I've told you before, and I'll close. I've been without. I've been more broke, more broke than, than than ten of you put together. I promise. I've been broke, and I like this side a lot better than I like that side. But it took 12 years to pay off a medical bill. One time, we kept plugging. We kept plugging. We kept plugging. We kept plugging. You know what the Lord was doing in my life then? Seeing if I'm going to manage correctly. When I begin to do that. He says you're going to be faithful and you're consistent and you keep managing. You keep plugging and you don't, you don't put your hand to a slack plow. You just keep on and you keep plugging. Guess what? There's increase coming your way. But will it happen week to week? Will it happen if you start paying your tithes and you start managing? You think it's going to happen this week? No, probably not. It's going to be, it's going to be months and years down the road and then you're going to see increase. But it will begin to come little at a time. It's good stuff. I hope you can get a hold of some of these biblical principles. You're going to study them. Amen? And if you don't like money, if you've if you got a job, well, just give me your money. I've noticed people that, that, that don't like the people talk about money in the church. They ain't got no problem hoarding theirs up. They won't give it to you. Amen? Let me bless you before we go. Amen? Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done in these altars today, yes. Lord. I believe, Lord, when I pray, that you're you're going to do things in people's physical body, in their emotions, in their in 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 their will and their uh, mind. Lord, you're you're doing some things right now. Lord, I, I I'm just going to stand on your word that you're a God of benefits, that you're a God that heals. You're God. You're a provider. You're Jehovah Jireh, a provider. So, Lord, I pray that these last three messages, Lord, about money would just, Lord, it's just really tickling a little bit, just maybe scratching a little itch about what you have to say about money. Lord, I know that I don't do a great job of talking about money here, but I pray that you would prick every heart, Lord Jesus, for them to engage themselves in giving to the kingdom, building the kingdom, Lord, and to always know this. That, Father, you're a God that, that is true to your word. So, Lord, I bless the people. I pray that your face would shine upon them, that favor would come their way, that increase in prosperity. Lord, that health and peace would be upon their rooftops and that sweet sleep would come to them. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. And I want to say this one last thing before I greet you in the back, that if you... If you're talking about money and you don't like to give to the church, go here to McDonald's, order your food, and go to Charlie Mason Pay and see what happens. You wouldn't do that, would you? No. Where you get your food, you pay. Well, glory to God. I knew you'd like it when you left.